this year we had an opportunity to um, do our work in, in three different cities. Um, we intended to go to Peru La Pond, and we did. We also worked at Alta Vista, and we worked at uh, Tanaka. Uh, we had enough people on the, the trip this year that we could go to all three places. It's the first time we've been able to do that. Um, first is a little geography lesson. I want to give you an idea uh, where, we, where we go. If you just look straight south of, of Memphis, you'll see El Salvador. Just look that way, 1,500 miles, and that's El Salvador, okay? And that's where we were. Next slide, please. And here's a map of El Salvador, and uh, you'll see San Salvador somewhat in the middle, kind of south-central there. And if you look to the right, there's Lake Iaponga. Lake Iaponga is a volcanic lake. Where we stayed was up on the edge of the volcano, and where we worked was down in the volcano. The view that we had each day uh, from the, the hotel was like this. The first upper left-hand corner is sunrise. Some of us saw that every morning. I did not, but I did get to see it one or two days. Second one is about what it looked like at breakfast time. This was while we were staying at Hotel Vista Lago. This is the entrance to Hotel Vista Lago. Nice hotel, we've been there three times before, or twice before, so there's a third stay there. Very nice place. It was missing a few things. For example, no water in the pool. Of course, we weren't gonna go swimming anyway, so it didn't matter, but they didn't have any water in the pool, so our ingenious teens made it a soccer field. Never seen anybody play soccer in the pool without water, but they did. It was missing other things. Here's one of our rooms. You see anything missing? Like everything? Here's another room. Same thing. Next slide. It was for sale. Now, we knew it was for sale going down there, and the people did not want to rent it to us, but we begged them, and Phil and Victor worked hard to get us to let us do it. By the way, if you have somewhere between a half a million and a million dollars, that hotel can be bought. Now, what you can do with that hotel, it'd be a great children's home, It'd be a great place for church camps. It'd be a great place for ministry camps. So if you got a half a million to a million dollars, see me after church, okay? All right. What I want to try to show you is a little bit about what our days were like. Uh, this is, we started our day with breakfast, and then we would have a Devo. And this is about half the people. You can't get the rest of them in there and be able to see that it's people. But then after Devo... Half of us would load up in a bus and go down the mountain. Uh, you can tell by the gentleman on the front row, he wasn't real happy about going down that road, okay? <laughs> and all of y'all had such a uh, great participation in helping us go, I thought it might be good to kind of give you a sense for what it was like to be on that bus. So we got a short clip uh, to show you that we filmed from riding on the bus from the time we left the hotel. We just now left the hotel and we're wandering our way through uh, El Salvador, San Salvador. It looks like any other Central American uh, place and you see uh, lots of buses. People get around on buses, they get around on foot and there's a few cars. But uh, you know, the buses really handle this fairly well. Uh, I was surprised after our first trip down that they made it back up and the bus driver came the next day. 
he, he had to come back up because he had to get out of there. Well, what, did you see that white truck go by? That was our maintenance crew. We had to pull over so our maintenance crew could get down to the camp. Now, you see all the dust he stirred up? He could care less what happened to us on that bus, okay? So we just dealt with the dust and down we went. Uh, whenever there was another vehicle, we had to move over to one side. And if it was another pickup truck like that one that just went by, no big deal. He just moved over and we had time, room. If you had another bus or you had a big truck that was carrying sand or something, like we did one morning and there was a guy laying on the back and he pulled over, in the, over to the side, went off in the ditch and the guy rolled off, you know. So, you know, having a, a big vehicle to pass was a little bit difficult. See, he had no trouble with that truck. We had to stop, but he had no trouble. The interesting thing is they all know when they've gone too far and they have to back up maybe a half a mile or a quarter of a mile for the other bus to come through because there's no, there's no lights or there's no nothing. Um, they did do some work on, the, on the, the trip while we were there, and we were very grateful for it. But one, this one day we were going down the mountain, we're thinking everything's going fine, we're not having any traffic or anything. And uh, next thing you know, Jones Brothers South is down there. They got a grader and they got everything else, and... I wasn't so sure that we were going to get through that, but we did. Uh, bus driver pulled over. Uh, I don't think the brakes were squeaking like Carter was saying, because I don't think they used any brakes. I think they just kind of coasted down. Uh, this community, like I said, is at the bottom of a volcanic mounting, mountain. And about three years ago, there was a, a mudslide. And the congregation at Alta Vista, up on top of the mountain, uh, took some people down there to uh, do some benevolent work. Here we are in, in uh, Pearl Pond. Uh, the kids came out and greeted us. Uh, you can see the, the lake there in the background. It's one of the most beautiful places I've been in El Salvador, and I've been on uh, 13 trips down there. Um, it was an unusual community for us. Uh, we did have police protection, which was good, because we had a couple people get rowdy, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, they allowed us to have the community house uh, for our clinic and you see the people sitting out there uh, every morning when we got there uh, in prior campaigns you had to kind of whip them into shape you know get them in line get them to sit down and be quiet uh, go ahead and go to the next slide Tony um, but down here when we got there each day the people were sitting down and they were numbered and they were in place um, like I said, this, this village, uh, Pearl Pond, is a fishing and agriculture village. It's different from the other places we've been. It's more like St. Augustine. It's an agricultural community, but not a fishing community. It's the first place that I felt like I was on the Sea of Galilee, okay? Now, I've never been there, but from what I read about, it kind of reminds me of the Sea of Galilee. Um, there were no motorboats out there. Anybody was out there, they were, they were paddling. Next slide. Uh, it was a countryside. There were some nice houses in there, and there were some houses. Next slide, please, Tony. Uh, weren't so nice. And this one, the lady had a meal, and I don't really know what she was making, but she was making something. But this community had just about everything you needed. Uh, next slide, you'll see their laundromat. Uh, this lake provided a place for laundry. It provided a place for water. I'm not going to say fresh water, but they did have water there, and this was their laundromat. Here these guys are going fishing. Three guys in a paddle boat and they're out going fishing. Uh, like I was saying a minute ago, next slide please. Um, here's what the, 
The crowd looked like when we got there each morning. They were all numbered, ready to go. The man from the health department would come up to us and say, how many you want numbered? And the first day we got there, we are hoping maybe we'll get 200 in. He had numbered 750 people. And we thought, we're going to have a problem today. But we didn't. Uh, crowd control is always something we need to worry about. Next slide, you'll see our crowd control in action. All he had to do was lean up against the wall because uh, all we had to do was say next and the next one would come in and they'd snake around, get in place, in line. We never had a problem with them. If you look there in the background, you'll see um, Elias Sr. preaching. He sat there, or he stood there and preached just about every day, a couple hours in the morning, a couple hours in the afternoon to the people that were waiting to get in the clinic. And they sat there and listened, or at least they sat there. We assumed they were listening. And he preached most of the day. Next slide. Uh, these are some pictures of the clinic in operation. You've got Rachel registering people. And the next one you'll see uh, Laura uh, treating some people. Next one you'll see um, Catherine uh, treating a person there. Next slide has an interesting wheelchair. We've seen this before. Uh, they're actually made in the United States. They have these plastic chairs that you see around here and if you've ever been to Latin America you'll see them in just about every church and it has bicycle tires and it's so slick in terms of moving around the roads and everything and I think they're made in Arizona it's really neat next slide please we had old people and we had young people I don't know how young the baby was the lady on the left we actually made a house call but then they brought her anyway the clinic she was hundred and five uh, she lived at home, she was blind, and because she was blind, she was robbed pretty regularly uh, by her neighbors. Uh, oh, by the way, her brother lives with her, he's 102. He came to the clinic the first day under his own power. Amazing people. Uh, next slide. A couple years ago, we started doing uh, glasses. Uh, maybe four years ago, and we actually had an eye doctor with us and we would test them. The last few years, we hadn't had an eye doctor, so we took readers, several hundred pair of reading glasses. And when you put a, a pair of reading glasses on somebody who's not been able to read in a long time, not be able to see in a long time, and their face lights up, you know you've done something for them. Next picture, here's our, our pharmacy at operation. We had a great pharmacy this year. They did a good job throughout. But one day, we had a substitute pharmacist. And the only thing he dispensed was what's on the table in this next picture. I don't understand why he was giving them dum-dums, but that's all he gave them. So there's probably a sugar problem down there now. Uh, next slide, please. We had a guest one day. Well, we had a lot of guests because we had a couple hundred patients every day. But this guy showed up along with some other folks. In fact, we had the health department come in on us twice. Uh, it's been about five or six years since we've had the health department come in, but this time they came in twice. We took care of them on Monday. They wanted some paperwork we didn't have, so we shut down for a while. It didn't matter that we'd given it to them 60 days ago. They didn't have it with them, so they wanted us to have it there. Anyway, this gentleman came in. Uh, he was with, I believe, either the nursing operation or the doctor operation. Uh, he wasn't, we didn't have anybody from the pharmacy side of the health department. Uh, they sat and watched. Uh, Aaron took them around and explained everything we were doing, and then they sat down and observed for a while, and they wrote us up a report, 
And the translator told me that he said that that was one of the best clinics he'd seen. So it makes you feel good because they can easily say, you're not in here, you can't do anything. And actually they did for a while and Aaron was able to sweet talk them and smile and grin and talk them into letting us go again. But this guy from the health department helped uh, author a report on us. Now, I had plenty of work to do down there, okay? Uh, you can see me here with this little, little one here. But that wasn't all. Next slide, please. There, there were babies everywhere, you know? So I had to do it. Somebody, it was so little time. Next slide, please. There were so many babies that I had to take care of all of them. Uh, we'll be here for a while if I show you all the pictures of me holding babies, okay? But I wasn't the only one doing it. We had two of our ladies and some of our men, but they didn't count. But here's some pictures of them holding them. Uh, next slide. We were able to do head scrub. This one doesn't come off as good as I'd like from here, but you can see uh, Amelia and Kim and Sissy and David Shannon. And uh, the man in the lower right-hand corner is Dale Bynum. Uh, he's from Franklin. He's a, uh, a missionary that works uh, in the Philippines. Uh, we were dragging anybody in to do head scrub. I don't know how Sissy was able to, to find them all because we didn't have anybody screening in the health clinic. But every time I turned around and looked, she was down there by the lake doing head scrub. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, of course, the reason we're going is for evangelistic purposes. And you see a group of our, our team walking up and down the streets of uh, Perulapan uh, to do evangelistic work. Uh, next slide, you'll see uh, a study under a little cabana out there on the shore of the lake. Next slide, please. Every night we had Guillermo preach for us uh, from Nicaragua. He did a fine job. Seemed to do a fine job to me. I didn't understand him, but he was really, he's really giving it to him. Uh, we had a guest song leader there. If you look in the far left, you'll see uh, Felipe, as, he, as Phil is known everywhere down there, leading us uh, in songs before our evening worship service. Every chance we could get, we would have private Bible studies. This young man's name is Christian, but he's not a Christian. And uh, he's helped us a couple years in translating, and uh, David and Sarah Dutton sat down and studied with him. Of course, the purpose we're going is for baptisms. And you'll, here's a picture of a collage of, of our baptisms this year. The upper left-hand corner, uh, you see the man in the red shirt, just barely. First time I've ever seen a double baptism. Uh, that's Elias Sr. He baptized the lady, and then the second wave got him and knocked him down on top of her. So we had both of them underwater. Next slide, please. Um, we worked with the kids quite a bit. Uh, as it is here, it's the church. The future of the church is in these kids. And uh, the way to reach many of the adults is through their kids. And here's one where we've got, this was a nighttime Bible class. Um, Katie, if you remember how many kids that you had that time in uh, one place, we, I think you had 100 kids. I think we had 250 kids the last night. One difference, though, we were outside, so we had room where they could scatter. But this is a nighttime Bible class. Next picture, you'll see Clint and uh, some of our, our kids working in a school. Imagine being invited to come into a school and, and, and deliver the, the gospel of Christ. Um, next picture, you'll see a, a classroom. And we sang a La Bure a few minutes ago. I want you to hear these kids singing a La Bure. Uh, video clip, please.
go to the next slide. Um, in addition to working in the schools, uh, we did some um, street evangelism. This was a scene from Alta Vista. Um, and no, the man in the red pants is not Tony Torres. He was a clown that, we, that they hired down there to work with the kids. And uh, that's the congregation of Alta Vista and the kids around there. Uh, next slide. The last night we had a lesson uh, that Lorinda had prepared on uh, Jesus storms the sea. All week long she'd been doing her lessons inside uh, a health department building. The last night it wasn't open. That wasn't going to slow down Lorinda. She was going to deliver her lesson. So we drugged the kids outside, let them get on the uh, see the actual sea out there while she delivered that lesson and the wind was blowing and it was storming and um, it, was a, it was a great opportunity to give them a good lesson our kids worked hard here's three of our girls that went with us the first time this year uh, they worked hard next slide please uh, here's some, some of our kids walking up and down the street um, another picture of the kids coming up with some of our kids next slide please uh, there's five of them there um, and some of them became rock stars. Look at this next picture. See all these kids hanging around? They're hanging around Amelia to get autographs, I believe. Isn't that right, Amelia? Um, next slide, please. You see some more of our kids with Clint. And uh, Clint and Jonathan Crisp were their leaders, and they did an outstanding job. Uh, beautiful children down there, whether in the school or they're coming to nighttime class, just beautiful eyes. Uh, and in the next picture, you'll see Amelia and uh, Jessica there. Next one, Kim had a bunch of them out on the field playing with them. Um, the ladies in, in Franklin made these dresses, 275 dresses for these little girls. And it was time to give them away, and all week long we were worried, how's this going to happen? You know, you can always get into an uproar when you have a, a bunch of people out there uh, thinking they're getting something free, which they were. Um, we didn't have any trouble. They lined up, and we held dresses up to them, and uh, they were quite happy. Unfortunately, we didn't have dresses for the boys. We had them teddy bears. They didn't want the dresses. But we didn't have a dress to fit everybody. We had one person that could not fit in any of our dresses. Um, we did have a couple of troubles while we were down there. Rachel and Rebecca Bachelor kept finding twins. Everywhere we looked, they were in a picture with twins. There's one set of twins. That's Carlos Mario's twins. And here's a set of twins that came in the clinic. We also had a couple of people get arrested by the police. You see Jessica there, she got hauled away. There's Chad and, um, and Jeff Mashinsky got hauled away. But it was a long, hard day. And at the end of the day, on the bus ride back, we had some people that went to sleep. I think they stayed up too late at night. But you can see there's Amelia and Jessica. I can say who that is. That's Jacob Crisp, I believe. And then there's our translator. His tongue was hanging out. He talked so much. We had a great kitchen crew this year. We always do. Um, you can see them there cooking the first one, the second slide. They're cooking pupusas and a big pan of rice there. On the left-hand side, you see Wendy, who was our, our primary cook this year. They had to bring lunch to us uh, at the middle of the day. So not only did we have uh, us going down the road and back every day, we had our lunch coming down to us every day. Here's a kitchen being cleaned up. Uh, next slide, please. For some reason, Brett, who's one of our, fish, uh, one of our cooks, wanted to go and, and 
catch some tilapia. See, he's got nets there. He's wanting to get out in those boats and go catch us some tilapia. We saw the sign that said tilapia for sale, but we passed on both of those. Uh, next slide, please. Here is a, a group picture of uh, the team as we're about to leave Hotel Vista Laga. Um, it was a great trip. It was a very healthy trip. Uh, and I meant to do this at the very beginning, and I didn't. If you went on that trip, would you mind standing? You'll, you'll see people all through here. Please stand if you went. Uh, you'll see some people you don't recognize. We've got some visitors from Franklin. We've got some visitors from Hendersonville. We've got some visitors from Nashville. Uh, another one from Nashville. So we had, we had a great group. It was 72 of us that went on this trip. There's Kim and Becca hiding in the, in the cry room. I don't know why they're crying tonight. They must have been put in there on purpose. Anyway, if you'd like to be on one of these trips, we have another trip scheduled July 20th to go to El Salvador. Love to have you go with us. We need to get your registration form in this week, if at all possible. We're trying to get them in 90 days in advance. But if you have any questions about that, talk to Phil, talk to Ben Reed, or myself. Still time to get you in, so if you want to go, let's go. All right. You know, the, the main purpose of, of my talk tonight was to talk about our trip and hopefully, hopefully pique your interest in going with us uh, on a trip to El Salvador. But that's not the main purpose that we gather. We gather here several times a week uh, so that we can worship God. And we can give the opportunity that anyone wants to come and unburden their heart and have this wonderful group of people pray for them. Or if somebody else is, uh, has made a decision that they're ready to be baptized into Christ, we have that opportunity as well. So if you fit either one of those categories, 